0: Merry Christmas, NewSpring. Uh, this is this is the best time of the year, and let me just say that uh, here at NewSpring, we are just so honored and so privileged um, that you would take time out on your Christmas Eve to come and spend a few moments with us. I know you've got family plans and cool stuff uh, over the next twenty-four hours you're really looking forward to, and it. it means so much to us. Um, that you would take some time out and come and celebrate with us. And it's been such a cool family Christmas Eve feel for us as a church to just get together and, and celebrate Christ coming to earth. And uh, thank you so much uh, for being here. And this is really my favorite time of the year. Um, and my wife can vouch for that. I'm one of those people who has Christmas music in my car all year long. <laughs> yeah, I'm one of those. Um, and I, the reason for it is I can't bring myself to take it out. See, I, I, I look forward all year to Christmas. I even go through a little bit of a two-week lull or so in the beginning of January because once Christmas has passed, you know, I recognize how long it is before it's coming again. But I really, I really do love Christmas. There's one thing about Christmas that I try to avoid as much as possible, and somehow I found myself doing it a couple days ago. I'm not really sure why, but I found myself shopping And and I don't know if you've experienced this having, you know, the, the past week. I don't know if you've been in a major store at all, but um, it's crazy out there. I I stood in some lines that I don't think the designer of that cash register ever had this in mind. I think this wasn't even the frame of his thinking. And I, I thought to myself, you know, we get crazy at Christmas time over gifts. You notice that? We we get kind of all wrapped up in, and, you know, the thing about gifts is it's it's a stressful thing because if you're getting a gift, you're wondering what's inside. And if you're giving a gift, you're wondering, what am I gonna put inside? <laughs> and, and the reason for that is, you know, that we all know that there's good gifts and, and bad gifts. You know, I mean, we've all gotten a, a bad gift or two, right? Go ahead, unscrew the halos, it's okay. We've all gotten a, a bad gift or two, and, and uh, you know, something that you couldn't use, didn't need, couldn't describe, <laughs> didn't know what it was, was sitting here wondering, what am I gonna do with this? You know, I have a theory about those kind of gifts. You know, I think we put them at the back of our dresser drawer because um, you know, that's where we put things we want to disappear. You put it in the back of the drawer, you shove the drawer closed, you hope it disappears. Actually, we think that's the portal to the place where everything goes that's no longer available, right? It starts in the back of the dresser drawer. What happens after that, nobody knows. So we put those gifts in there. We're wondering, you know, when we and I think we, we stress out about this, you know, when we're shopping, you know, because it's like, uh, are they going to like this? And on top of that, you know, is this a stocking stuffer? Or is this a gift you wrap? That's the one I never can get. Do you put it in a stocking or do you put it in a, in a box? Or do you just do it Jonathan style and just hand it to him? You know, here you go, Merry Christmas. But in all seriousness, I began to ask myself this Christmas season, what makes a good gift? What makes the best Christmas gift? I started asking myself, what are the best Christmas gifts I've ever received? And you know what I thought? There was kind of a pattern to it. The best Christmas gifts I've ever received were things that I needed, and they were also things I could not have gotten for myself. You know what I mean? If if you get something and you don't need it, we're back to the dresser drawer thing. If you get something and you could get it for yourself, it's nice, but you're thinking that in your head, you got that going around in your head. Why, well, you know, if I'd really decided I wanted this, I guess I could have just gone out and got it myself. But what I want to talk to you about just for a few brief moments tonight is that Jesus was a gift that we needed. And he was also a gift we could not have gotten for ourselves. He was the best kind of Christmas gift. That was what Jesus sent to us. So if you, if you don't mind, I just want to talk with you for a few minutes about what God has shown me in the last few days. Because here, here's the deal. I grew up in a pastor's home. I grew up in church and as a God follower. And because of that, um, I've heard the Christmas story every year. Um, and I've heard the Christmas songs every year. And at a certain point, it's not that any of it gets old. It's that you recognize some. at a, a certain point, it doesn't have the same impact on you that it used to have. When you hear the story of Jesus being born, it doesn't get you the way it used to get you. And, and it doesn't, it just doesn't have the same life and spice and verve to it that it once had. So I've started asking God in the past few years, God, just... Show me one thing out of the Christmas story that'll just be new to me and exciting to me and just explode on the horizon of my mind and make me realize how special it is that Jesus Christ came to earth. And every year, God has shown me something new. And uh, so I'm not going to preach at you tonight or anything like that. I just want to tell you what God showed me this year. It changed my mind. It changed my life. It showed me something new about Christmas, and I just want to share it with you. You know, um, when we talked talking about gifts— the gifts that we hear a lot about in the Christmas story are the, are the gifts that the wise men brought to, to Jesus. You know, we hear about gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And, and I began to kind of look at the significance of, of that, and, and um, you know, I've always sort of shied away from that because I have a hard enough time pronouncing frankincense anyway without getting into the deeper meaning of it. But I began to look at some of the sim- symbolism there. And, you know, as we've been in the series and the hereafter, we've been talking about prophecy and things that have been said in the Bible that talk about our future and the neat thing about these gifts that the wise men brought to Jesus were, these gifts were something that said something about our future in Jesus. So if you give me just a few moments, I just want to talk to you about the kind of gift that Jesus was. Will you let me do this? I'd like to take these gifts in reverse. Can we, can we start with, you know, we always say gold, frankincense, and myrrh. I want to take them backwards, if you'll let me. Let's talk for a minute about myrrh. What is myrrh? Well, myrrh is a burial spice. It's, it's an, an, an ointment that they would use in the embalming process. It was a symbol, when when the wise men brought it to Jesus, it was a symbol that Jesus would have to die to pay for our sins. Now, I know that's kind of a dark topic to bring up on Christmas Eve. But can I tell you what that gift symbolized is that Jesus Christ was the gift of a clean slate. When Jesus came to earth, this precious bundle of baby that was in that feeding trough was a symbol that we didn't owe for the bad things that we've done. That's a pretty big deal. Let me read to you out of Romans. This is out of Romans three, twenty-three. It says this, For everyone has sinned. What is that idea of sin? Well, basically it's saying that all of us have been accumulating debt. You know what I'm talking about. We, talk, we all understand debt, right? Some of us understand it better now that Christmas season has gotten here and we've done our Christmas shopping. You know, some of us have placed a few things on the plastic, and um, we have a, a, a new and renewed relationship with the MasterCard company or the Visa company, and we, you know, we have a relationship with them. They have our address. They know where we live, and monthly they're going to send you some love letters, right? Well, and you know it's a love letter because they put an, a, a little envelope inside the envelope they send to you, and they, and, and, and they want you to write something back and send it to them. You know? So you know, you, you, know, you know you're on their good list. We get used to racking up debts in life, Some of them are financial. Others are things that we do wrong in relationships, things that we've done wrong and we recognize that we've racked up this debt. What would it feel like to wake up in the morning, open up a gift, for it to be maybe from the MasterCard company or maybe from the Visa company and for them to say, we've decided just to write off everything that you've ever charged to your charge card. You no longer owe us anything. And by the way, we figured you would probably charge something in the future and so we've gone ahead and paid for that too. I think I'd be doing some dancing around the Christmas tree and I don't even know how to dance see this is what God did for us when he sent his son Jesus was he said look you've accumulated debt but I've taken care of it in fact you're going to accumulate debt in the future but I'm taking care of it that was the message of Jesus Christ he was a gift of a clean slate you say Jonathan you don't understand I've let God down can I tell you if, if you're somebody who's let God down let me join your club because I have two In fact, everybody in this room has let God down. In fact, when we read that verse, it says, everyone has sinned. So everybody's got a debt balance. The question is whether we allow Jesus to pay for it. Let me read this to you out of the message. This won't be on your screens, but I kind of like the way that it it paraphrases it. It says, he got us out of the mess we're in and restored us to where he always wanted us to be. And he did it by means of Jesus Christ. What did Jesus coming to earth mean? It meant he was gonna get us out of the mess we're in. I don't know about you, but I've gotten myself into plenty of big messes, and I'm thankful that Jesus came for that purpose. Second thing, and I'm, I'm, I'm gonna move along here really quickly, frankincense. Frankincense was an incense. It was something that you burn, it was aromatic, and, and, and um, we find out that in ancient times it was, it ha- it was believed to have antidepressive um, qualities. It was, coo- it, was, it was soothing, it was calming. And people began to use it when they would pray. And so the the incense began to represent for people being able to communicate with God. And so when the wise men brought this gift of frankincense to Jesus, what they were literally saying was, now I can talk to God. Boy, that's big. Not only has God forgiven me, but now I I can talk to God. Here's what the Bible says about that. Romans 5.10 says, For since our friendship with God, that's our relationship with God, was restored by the death of his son while we were still his enemies. We will certainly be saved through the life of his son, so now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends of God. When Jesus came to earth, he was coming to earth so that we could be God's friend. You might say, Jonathan, I'm sitting here tonight, I came in this room, I feel alone. I have friends and family, you know, but in this Christmas season, I just have this feeling in my heart of loneliness, and I, I'm struggling to deal with it. Can I tell you, Jesus came to earth to be your best friend. He wants to be there to, to feel that, that feeling, that, that sense that you have, that, that, that you're alone. He's the best friend you could possibly have. That's, that's part of the, the power of the message of Christmas, is that we're not alone. See, God didn't just give us the gift of forgiveness, he gave us the gift of a relationship. You hear us say that over and over again at New Spring, if you come here, you'll hear us say that, that, that we're not about religion, we're about a relationship. Why, because that's what Jesus brought to us. He, Jesus didn't bring us religion, Jesus brought us a relationship. Last thing is gold. Okay, so we started with with myrrh. Myrrh myrrh was a picture of the fact that God has paid for my failures. The frankincense was a picture of the fact that God wants to be my friend. What is gold? Gold is a symbol that I have been adopted into the royal family. See, God doesn't just want to be my friend. God wants to adopt me. See, when God paid, when when when. When that symbol of myrrh talked about being forgiven, that had to do with my past. When when God established a relationship with me and wants to be my friend, that has to do with my present. But when God adopted me, that has to do with my future. Just like we've been talking in these weeks about hereafter. God has made a way for me to have uh, an incredible future. Let me read this to you quickly. Revelation 21, starting in verse three. I heard a loud shout from the throne saying, look, God's home is now among his people. He will live with them and they will be his people. God himself will be with them. He will wipe every tear from their eyes, and there will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. All these things are gone forever. Put a tag on that and wrap it. That's the best gift you'll ever receive at Christmas. What is this saying? This is saying, here, here's, what, here's what I hope you can get tonight and take home and, and just think about this and let this just really seep in this Christmas. God is saying, your future is as bright as heaven. You may be going, Jonathan, you don't understand. I just, I lost my job. Uh, you know, maybe I just, I got a bad medical report. Things are not going well for me right now in life. You don't understand. Right now, my future is very dark. Can I tell you that's for right now? But let me tell you, your real future, your future in God is as bright as heaven is. It is as unlimited as heaven is, and it is as good as God is. That's what Jesus coming to earth meant. So when you, when you go home, I have, a, I have a little nativity set at my house. I don't know if you do. When, when you go home and, and you see the wise men and the, and the gifts, think about this. That myrrh means that God has paid for my failures. That frankincense means God wants to be my friend and that gold means I have been adopted and my future is as bright as heaven. Boy, that, that, that just absolutely revolutionized my Christmas this year. And I hope it'll be something that'll, that'll have you thinking this year as you celebrate the birth of Christ. Could I get you to do me a favor for just a moment? Could you bow your heads and close your eyes with me for just a second? I recognize in a room this large... It's completely possible that you walked in here tonight because you wanted to spend Christmas Eve together with us in the service, and I'm so thankful that you did. It's possible you walked in here tonight, and you'd say, Jonathan, when I came in here, I did not know Jesus Christ as my Savior. I didn't have a relationship like you were talking about with God. And as you talked about what God wants to do for me and, and how God wants to be my friend... It it finally clicked for me and, and I thought, that's what I want. I want to have a relationship with God. But but does God want to have a relationship with me? Does God really want that? Can I tell you this? God wanted it so bad he sent his son to pay for your sins. That's how bad he wanted it. The Bible says that God makes that gift available to you. All you have to do is reach out and accept it. So I'm gonna say the words to a prayer in a minute, and they're not magic words by any stretch of the imagination. They're just words that say yes to God. If you wanna have a relationship with God, you can can have that right now. I'm gonna say these words, and you can say these silently in your heart to God, and if you mean them, he will save you. Here is that prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you that you love me. Thank you that you died for me. I know I'm a sinner. I know I can't save myself. Tonight, I accept your free gift of heaven and forgiveness. I believe in you, Jesus.